1: Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining our Dreamcatchers tribe call this evening. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. We use simple and effective achievement strategies in the areas of prosperity, health, relationships, career, significance, and self-image. These strategies are essential keys to the beginning of evolution. Over the years, we've been helping people in our immediate circle accomplish their goals without being formally named or organized. So about three years ago, we opened these services up to provide some structure to our format. We offer three levels of membership that include access to assessments and tools, group coaching, and one-on-one success strategy sessions. Tonight, you've joined our Tribe Call, which is a tool in our inspiration package. The purpose of these calls is threefold, to provide encouragement, to give an opportunity to learn, and to give real examples of people who are achieving. So um, tonight we are going to be hearing from uh, Mr. Shaka Singleton. Shaka, how are you?
0: I'm amazing. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. So um, we're excited to, to hear your story. What are we discussing this evening?
0: Um, I think t- tonight I want to talk about the uh, the journey to self mastery, and what that looks like.
1: Oh wow, this sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> self mastery, okay.
0: Mhm.
1: So help me unpack that. What does that look like?
0: self mastery Um, you know if if there's one thing I've been really focused on over the last few years is you know really learning and understanding more of who I am uh, what I consider my authentic self um, trying to understand what's my purpose what's my reason for being here what makes me feel uh, feel fulfilled And just allowing me just to be, really, truly be myself at my highest level and what it takes to get there. Um, And self-mastery, all self-mastery is, is, you know, you being intentional about that journey to yourself. Uh, You're on the journey of self-mastery. And as you do that, um, for me, what I think I've learned is uh, I've been able to shift my perspective on life and um, really... Attract my calling um, and, and who I, I want to be, and you know my, my level of happiness, just in being with myself um, has grown and then that, that then overflows in how I interact with others, whether it be from a, uh, a family, other personal relationships, business, um, yeah, it's, it's just a beautiful journey um, and really just learning who you really are. Um, Not what you were told you are, not what people think you are, not what you think people think you are, um, but truly becoming um, who you are, who you're meant to be uh, within this lifetime. Hopefully that answers your question.
2: (laughs) So what started you on your journey? What ah, started me on my journey? Mm.
0: Um, I would say what really sparked it was um, me going into the uh, executive uh, MBA program at Duke, and my particular program was, it was actually an international MBA where I met my classmates for the first time in Shanghai, China, and. You know, prior to that, had never been out of the country. Um, I would like to consider myself pretty um, uh, exposed um, in my level of culture and, and understanding the world, but I really wasn't. And I think going through that well, I know going through that experience and really experiencing other cultures of the individuals um, of other ethnicities and backgrounds in another country was truly just a, a culture shock. For me culture shock for me and just a um, life experience shock. And, it, you know, caused me to question a lot of things that I believed, and I believe were um, truths, whether that was around, you know, spirituality and religion, uh, which those two are two separate things, um, and just things I just believed about myself, what I believe about others, um, and really started questioning, you know, how do you measure what truth is and, and what's um, what's really empowering to me and what's disempowering. Um, as a, um, You know, when I say disempowering or empowering, things that add to your life and things that take away for your life, not necessarily good or bad, but things that are going to, you know, going to be healthy for you and add to you or things that, you know, may uh, take away your life force. So I think that that was the, really the spark of it. Um, I think that I've probably been, thinking through in my mind, but uh, that uh, experience it was a spark. Um, and then even the couple with that was, you know, embarking as a newlywed in marriage and really being inside of my first true, I mean, truly committed relationship. Um, and really working through that and um, really working through a lot of my ego and a lot of myself. Um, so, yeah, I think those are two things that really sparked the journey and started at have me answer questions, and it brought me to where I am now, um, where I have more clarity around those things for myself and how I view the world and how I, um, my perspective on just people in general and myself, and how I'm going to continue to allow uh, things to unfold as I align with the
2: principles of the universe. So you brought in ego. Yep. Break it down for me, bro. Um. How does ah. How does ego play into this journey, and what have you learned? Oh man, ego plays in a lot. You
0: know, ego. Our our, our humanists. Um. You know, from a male perspective. Um. You know, there's so much at growing up that we're taught as far as what it means to be a man, to be tough, to be resilient, um, to grind, to work hard. Um, and then when you do those things, what your rewards look like. You know, from an egotistical perspective, my rewards should be the money in the bank, the big house, the, the nice shiny cars. Um, if you're single, you know, all the all the pretty women. If If, if you're married, the trophy wife. Um, and then you know, and, and the kids that go along with it as well. All those things that well could could be considered the, the trappings of what success looks like. But, you know, having those things and presenting this persona about yourself um that you you think is the way to be, doesn't always you know, the outside it looks great, but on the inside it could be tearing you apart. And you know, one one of the things that I've, I've I've found lately is that when I can align who I'm presenting myself to be, and who I really want myself to be on on the inside, um, uh, I have what's called peace of mind. Um, and and when that individual who I'm being is doing something impactful in a positive in, in a empowering way, or a positive way for the world, then I have peace of consciousness where my my whole being and who I am um inside and out is just a so is a line and it's um improving the lives of others um as, lo- as well as myself. So and to do that, you know, you have to step outside of that ego, um which could, you know, you know allow you, the ego allows you to be prideful, um, not wanting to help, uh, not being vulnerable, showing that, you know, you don't know everything and that you do have some weaknesses. Um, which then lends, lends uh, the point that you can't do everything by yourself. You need the help of others. Which we're in this world, you know, to support each other. So you, you all, no matter what you do, you're gonna need the help of others. Um, you can't, you can't get anywhere in this world without either things that others have laid the groundwork for you, or others supporting you in some way, shape, form, or fashion, helping you get get to where you need to go and become who you, you need to who you choose to be. Um, and then you know, the ego, too, just being willing to let go of false beliefs about yourself um, and really, you know, uh, accept who you really are, who you, you who you can be and not being afraid of that, um, and being willing to transform into that person that God designed you to be. Um, and, you know, your ego will hold on to the things You know, that the world, you know, especially in the Western culture, teaches you that you need to be what you need to be like. Um, But unless you're willing to check your ego and leave it at the door and really allow yourself to be open to the possibilities of um, who you are and how things really um, work in the world, um, you know, you you, you block, uh, you can block your blessings. So... Yeah, and that ego. The ego is, is not something that you learn to deal with one time. It, it's a constant, constant thing. Because um, who we are and how we're feeling, the circumstances we're in, who we're around our environment constantly shifts. And you have to, you know, consistently make a decision on who you're going to be, how you're going to show up, and how you get back to your center. Um, and, you know, you're not always going to make um, some of the most empowering choices all the time, but more often than not, if you're choosing to to, to make a powerful choice, you know, you stay on path and stay on your, on your way.
1: Shaka, I need some examples. Um, you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned, you know, how we live in Western world or what the Western world believes and you make reference to the differences between You know, of course, God and being spiritual, and then um, just kind of walking a different path. So, can you? Can we dive a little deeper into some some examples? And maybe if you can talk about since, you know, you opened with um, kind of what I heard was um, you talking about the difference in kind of what you used to believe and Mm -hmm. a transformation, like how does that affect your family? I mean, is everyone transforming with you into this new reality?
0: Powerful, powerful. So awesome question. So, um, you know, three of the biggest areas that, you know, if you really want to trigger people, they they hold dear, that you really can start some conversation arguments are God sex and money, um, and the fourth thing you'll probably add to that is politics. But so let's focus on the uh, <coughs> God piece. So um, and I, and I think I've, I've just spoken about this before, but, I, you know, I, I grew up um, as a tradition, as a Christian, you know, believing in God and, and, and Jesus Christ, um, and, and part of what I learned, and, you know, and what I interpreted for what was taught to me was, you know, you had to believe in Jesus to get to heaven. And if you didn't, then you were, uh, everybody's a creation of God, but not everybody's a, a child of God. And in order for you to be saved and be a child of God, you had to believe in Jesus so that you could access um, uh, this bliss called heaven. And, you know, being a part of my uh, MBA program and just of my, my, my relationships I've developed the last few years, I've shifted from that belief For myself, to where um, I don't believe that you know people have to believe in in Jesus Christ to be saved or uh, to get to heaven. You know, technically, to me, there's nothing for me to be saved from except for myself, Um, and that you know Jesus and Christianity is one way to um, for individuals to explain you know this incredibleness that we call God or Source um, Allah. Whatever you want to call it, and how to you know walk a path to better themselves, which is to me that that's all religions are at their core is it's it's a way for you to get in tune with this source and how to align with the principles of the universe to better yourself and to be more aligned with uh, your divine your the divine part of you. And again, whether uh, it's through Christianity, through Islam, through Judaism, uh, paganism, you know, just all different types of religions, which are just a set of ritual practices to help you experience um, that level of spirituality, you can choose how to get there. Because, again, at the end of the day, you're in control of your own life, and you create your own heaven on earth based on your perspective and based on how you move. No one does that for you but you. Um, And you you have full access to that. Every choice you make, um, again, it starts and ends with you. Nobody does it for you so um so that's one thing I've definitely shifted on that's a fundamental shift as as you can expect and um you know with with my family you know i i got married you know based on you know Christian beliefs and practices, so that definitely caused a a rift so so to speak in my household uh with my wife and um you know, so, and because of we're not aligned with that and a few other things, we chose, I made a decision to get a divorce. But I tell you, one of the beautiful things of, of, about uh, this journey, you know, if you stay the course and allow things to flow, you know, people really get to know, no matter what you're a part of and what you do, the essence of who you really are as, a, as an individual and as a person. Are you really about love? Are you really about growth? And just today... She called me. She said, you know what, because um, our friendship and our communication has grown throughout this experience because we both chose to use this opportunity to really grow um, uh, no, no matter what the outside circumstances look like. And she told me today, which she's like, you know, if if I was to ever go through a divorce, I'm glad it's with you because this has been a – I appreciate how we've, we've gone through this, this experience. And that just touched my heart. Just because, at the end of the day, to me, what that says is, she understands who I'm as a person and 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 what I'm how I'm moving, and what I'm doing is not to try to be malicious or to prove that I'm right or wrong, but I'm really aligning to who I believe I truly am from a divine individual, and I think how she how she sees me move and act towards her and towards my family and towards my child and others, if anything is has. Hasn't got worse; it's, it's gotten better. Um, so that, that that's that's one example of, of how um, I've shifted, and and how it's affected my family. And even you know when I I shifted into my beliefs um, around Christianity, you know it had a devastating toll on my mom and my sister. And you know, to them, they were like, "Oh my God, my 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 brother, my son doesn't believe in God anymore. What's going to happen to him? He's going to." go to hell, you know, all this kind of stuff that's going through their mind. But, again, once we really sat down and, and I had some, you know, intimate conversations with them about what I believe and, and why I believe it, and it's, I do believe in a God in a, in a, in a, in a source, um, I just don't believe that Christianity is the only way that you have, can have a relationship with them. So, you know, once we kind of explained that and talked to that a little more, it was easier for them to kind of understand and, and maybe allow um, and it's, you know we're still on the journey to really learning more about that for them to um, allow me to fully be who I am. But uh, I can start to see more of that allowance and acceptance.
1: I'm struggling here, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. I have to put myself in it to understand. So from I can't imagine being married and then my husband re because you pretty much redefined who you were, if I'm hearing you correctly, in your belief system. And so was it so she either had to get on board with it or you guys would have to decide to go different ways? Uh, kind
0: of you- so. It, it, it was Couple of different. I mean, we either yeah, like you said, we could align on that and find a way to move forward in that way together. We don't align on it, we? we don't move together. Or, which is what a lot of couples do, and not just on this topic, but a lot of topics whether there's money, you know, religion, sex, um, you know, people's attitude or disposition. You know, you compromise, and you just stay together for the kids and for the sake of family or what it looks like on the outside, and you just muddle through it, and not. Truly, be the authentic people that you uh, uh, are meant to be. Which you know, and, you, and a lot of people do things like that. They compromise, thinking they, they're doing "quote unquote" what's best for the family and for themselves. Um, but you, but your your siblings, your, your family, especially your children, they can feel that energy when things are not aligned and you're off. So, no matter how beautiful you make a look on the, on the outside, if it's not real on the inside, it's going to come through. And so that's something that we had to, you know, we had just had to discuss and, and talk through for ourselves. Um, you know, to, to really be, at the end of the day, it's about both of us living, being authentic, being happy, being happy for one another, um, making sure that we have created an awesome co-parenting space and relationship uh, between us, and create a, a loving environment for our child. Um, and, that, you know, and, and that you know, and that you know, that she still has my support not uh, just financially, um, and the, you know, all her endeavors she does, um, uh, whether that's, you know, personal, business, uh, money, and in raising our child. Um, and so she still feels supported and she still has a friend. So it, honestly, to me, the operation is better now than it was before.
1: But that had to take a
0: lot of courage. <laughs> yeah
1: how long were you married
0: married uh, got married April 3rd 2010 so right now uh, technically legally married eight years And dating two years before that so together for 10
1: so what happened if you don't mind sharing like there what was the thing that you said, okay, this is—it's not a phase. i, I know i where to divide here. This is across. What was the thing that happened that triggered? Yeah, because
0: I, I—I try—I try to shake it. Uh, I ain't gonna lie you know, I try to shake it. You know, this—it's a phase. Of what's going on with me? You know what? Um, as I, you know, started to get exposed to different uh, belief systems and. And just, you know, just started asking myself a question. Why do I believe, you know, what I believe? Um, why does that, you know, why is it that I believe that Jesus Christ is on the only way to God? Well, if I really look back at it, that's, all, that's what I was taught. And just because something's taught to you doesn't make it the truth, right? You know, again, you know, that's just all I was exposed to. But, you know, just because all of it, you know, just if I take a just a plain example I grew up in the country of Bishopville, South Carolina, moved to Columbia, which was the capital. But again, if, if where I'm born, where my environment is, if all I see is black people, you know, all my life, then that's all I believe. Hey, there's only black people. So then when somebody says, no, there are people of different shades of color, I'm like, well, what are you talking about? No, there's not. Because that's all I've seen and been exposed, and that's all I've been taught. But that's, not necessary. that's, that's my belief system because that's what I was trained and that's what I told, but it's not necessarily a universal truth. So <clears throat> and when and when you're exposed to a, a, another a truth that, you know, that challenges your belief, most of us, we're challenged internally. It's like, oh, my, in our ego, like, oh, man, that can't be right. Uh-uh. And we fight to prove what we've known so long to be, to, we, we just hold on to it because that's, that's, that's our foundation. That's, that's what I know to be true. But then if you really let go of your ego and say, well, yeah, if you think about it, you grew up in this town of 4,000 people, but there's 7 billion people in the world, eh, that's a possibility. There may be other shades of, of different types of people than you and a lot of other differences than, than what you've just been exposed to. And just because what you've been exposed to, um, that's what you believe to be tr- true for yourself, that's naturally one, is the only truth, or Um, that it has to be true for somebody else, that you have to force what you believe onto somebody else. Um, So, I mean, just at a basic foundation, because I'm I'm an engineer and a scientist, my mind goes that way. So even though, you know, the program in my head is like, no, no, you know, um, Christianity, you know, that's the way, but the scientists in my mind just just ask a basic question, you know, is that the only way? Is, is that the truth? Is is that all there all there is? And when I start to follow that thought, I learned to know that that's not all there is. So that's what so got me to where I am now.
1: You mentioned um, traveling overseas. Um, what during your master's degree? Is that what you said earlier?
0: Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Was that the exposure that left you feeling enlightened and I guess... It did.
0: It, it, def, it definitely started a journey because I met people, I mean, some of my closest friends and people that I, you know, I would quote-unquote consider really great people were, were other different backgrounds and religions and ethnicities. You know, I have one, one friend of mine, he was... Uh, his family is Hindu. He, he grew up uh, in the Sikh faith. Another one who um, uh, was Jewish Another one that I mean They grew up in the Middle East So there's Islam So all these different This melting pot of people With all these You know Their different experiences Yet there's a lot That was very similar Between us And I'm just like Man How, how do I Because to me In my mind You know uh, And again It's just how people Choose to interpret and How they're taught But again It's looking at Put a, a Christian view on it just because someone doesn't believe in Jesus, does that mean this individual is going to really go to hell? Like, after they die? Like, this dude is a pretty awesome dude. And I really, how am I really, quote unquote, better than him? Because this is what I was taught. The only reason this is what I was taught because the location on the earth is where I was born. If I was born someplace else, I'd have been taught something different. So, so yeah, so, so that you, was definitely. The, the um the catalyst to that towards that I uh,
1: I'm hearing you um <laughs> I I'm still try I'm still struggling wow that might lead to the divorce because you know like there are um sects within um Christianity that don't give as much weight to Jesus you know Catholics mm-hmm. they they don't give as much weight to to Jesus.
0: Yep. And so it, it, it's not necessarily about Jesus, but the, at the at the at the foundation of it, the, where there's again, where there's about religion, um, you know, money, sex, whatever it is, is the whole thing about being in a relationship with someone, especially in in our marriage, is the two individuals are aligned for a common goal and a purpose to reach a common end. And in order for you to and there's different ways that you can achieve that. That that could be a very tumultuous relationship where you don't you're not aligned, and things there's not a common goal that you're trying to go to um, in the end. And you're, that experience within that marriage for each individual and for those that are around them, you know, could be could really be hell on earth. But I know for me, I wanted to be in a relationship where we were really aligned in our and in, in how we moved in life. Um, and, and what we're we're trying to achieve within the within that the vehicle of that relationship, um, you know, because there's people that uh, get together and somebody's a Christian, somebody's of a different faith, but it's all you know what those individuals choose to align upon and how they choose to move. And again, for our relationship, you know, when we started, it was you know had a Christian foundation. So now that you've got one individual that. Their foundation is expanded. What I, I perceived for myself was I was expanded outside of Christianity, so I still understand a lot of those teachings. And I mean, I still read the Bible as one of my main books today because there's a lot of life lessons in there, um, as well as a lot of other books um, that I use to kind of shape my life and how I move. Um, but again, for the for my wife, you know, again, if she's okay, still, yeah, I hear you and all this other stuff, but this is the way I want to move if that's not aligned, we had to make a decision were we going to compromise and just and not compromise on that or you know, was I really going to really be myself fully and not have to, I feel compromise in in that area and allow herself to uh, live the way she wants to live and not compromise that area and live outside of the the quote unquote marriage. So I mean, that's really what it boils down to. That and um because you know, for certain people, you know, that can create just a whole lot of tension and stuff in, in, in your mind. Like, well, because um, again, if if, if I want to go to church every Sunday and, and you know want to praise God, and other person is, is just sitting at a house, um, and you think and you believe that's where they should be, so they can be a better person and in totally line with the vows that we, we took, then again, that starts to create tension and, um, you know, just other stuff inside of the individuals and and eventually spews out into a relationship and, you know, can end up real bad for for both people and those that they they support and they touch. And, again, to me, I don't want to create that type of energy um, inside of my household, especially with my child, because she feels people, you know, I believe a lot in the metaphysical now, people feel that. You may not all the way – you may all the time say, say that, but people the, – the child can feel it, and, you know, they can see what's really going on, but that is not the truth and that their, their parents are not totally loving towards nothing. So that's just something that I didn't want to create any longer.
1: So you've mentioned twice money and sex.
2: Yep. So
0: um, with money, oh, man. So with that, um, you know, one, you know, my ego believed that I needed money to validate me, validate me, not only to myself, to my family and friends and people within my, my community. And, you know, because I'm an African-American male, uh, it validates me towards... Um, my Caucasian brothers and sisters, I remember you know one of the main reasons I, I had a 2016 uh, Chevy Tahoe, and I, I live in an area in Atlanta, you know uh, one of uh, up and coming or one of, one of the higher end areas in uh, Atlanta, is Buckhead, and I remember you know driving around Buckhead in my Tahoe, you know as a black man, pull up to the bank and at different meetings, it was like yeah, you see me. Um, uh, and that 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 I felt validated um when I pulled up the meetings or pulled up to the bank where I was driving in traffic um I was in bucket like i was I'm supposed to be there I belong you know just you know using that sort to of va- validate myself because i i really didn't have a true understanding of self worth and who i was and um and being comfortable in my own skin um and thinking that and and, chase, and making decisions that were about um, you know making more money instead of um, uh, focusing on my, my purpose. So you know, and making and making those decisions to make more money that oftentimes had me overseas working at twelve one o'clock in the morning, and not spending time uh, in my home relationship um, or with family and friends. So, because, again, I was on this, this, this selfish journey to, you know, be this millionaire, billionaire, because that's, that's what I believe I had to do um, to be able to showcase. Yeah, I, I got all this money in the bank. Yeah, I can go, um, you know, go hang out with the fellas, you know, maybe go to a strip club. Yeah, I can throw a $1,000 away and not even think about it. Um, you know, just, just, you know, again, all this is pompous ego but now that i've i've you know i've shifted my perspective on money and my relationship to it, and you know if i want if I want to have money i I want it to invest in me i, I need to invest in it, and that is you know putting your money in places where you're gonna get a get a return um whether that's in investments or even in people you give money to people that really are supporting you um and have a vested interest in you you know it's not that they necessarily have to give always give it back because a lot of money i give I I don't expect it to be coming back, but I'm I'm investing in someone where there's positive energy and built into that relationship. Um, I've got a friend now. He's an entrepreneur. You know, he'll text me, hey, I need $1,000 for such and such. I don't even ask him for what. I just give it to him just because we've built um, the level of trust in our relationship where he doesn't really have to, give me details or a payment plan of, of exactly what he's going to do with it because that level of trust is there. As opposed to, you know, my brother calling me, hey, you know, I got, you know, I'm, I'm short on my rent. Um, I haven't been doing such and such. Um, and mind you, this is my brother. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not going to give you the money. You need to figure something, some, something else out just because I I, I, understand, I know what he is. He hasn't built um, his own relationship to money and with, within and between me and him um, to uh, build a level of trust that warrants me giving him that because um, I know he's going to squander it uh, or do whatever with it. And in a lot of cases, we think, you know, when we give money to family, you know, that's the right thing to do. That's what you're supposed to take care of your family. And what you're really doing is, you're, you're giving them a crutch and perpetuating their situation and they never learn really learn from their mistakes or, or, or what, what they're doing. So... Um, you know, you take on a burden for yourself um, that you really don't have to. And so it's, you know, it's things like that. And and then, you know, again, this thing about my business partnerships and who I'm aligned with, not necessarily, you know, just, oh, I I could make $100,000 with these people, but I really don't like... But we really don't align as individuals, and I can make $75,000 with with, with these individuals, and we fully align as individuals so there's more peace in that relationship. So moving towards that, giving that that $25,000 away from a financial um, standpoint to really align with um, uh, more of my peace and and, uh, who I am and who I want to be. So placing more of the the worth on, again, the relationship and not necessarily the, the tangible money and when you do that, the money will always come. And your your needs will be met.
1: So tell us who you're studying or or what you're reading to that um kinda helped you continue your journey to being your best authentic self.
0: I would say uh, listening to, you know, Tony Robbins, um, there's author they're called Louise Hay. Um, she's good. Um What else? Um, There's a series of books by Don Miguel Ruiz. You know, the Four Agreements, the Fifth Agreement, the Mastery of Love, Beyond Fear. Um, He has he and his sons have a series of books that are awesome and kind of speak to, you know, um, aligning with your authentic self and um, you know just kind of thinking through things that you know, quote unquote, programming. You know that that we were just taught. uh, Adolescents and as kids, they really, you know, you have the choice to kind of choose Is that is that really what you're aligned to, is that really what you believe, or is it possible for you to shift and believe something else? Um, Paulo Coelho, uh, The Alchemist, that's one of my favorite books of all time. Um, what else? they have got. Um, uh, I would say those are probably some, some mainstays of mine. And even um, Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, um, if you re- really um, read through that book, even though he, he's of a, a Christian faith, um, I mean, he's teaching you in that book to really be principle-centered, um, which I, I think is awesome in the universe universal truth. So, um, yeah, those are some of my mainstays.
1: So what other, I guess, Eastern... Culture, um, habits, or lifestyles—would you say that you've incorporated?
0: I would say more, uh, definitely a lot of uh, Chinese um, and Confucius-type things. So there's a book called the Tao, and that's actually spelled T-A-O, the Tao of Health, Sex, and Longevity, um, which talks about you know, you know, uh, exercising, eating, stretching, breathing techniques um things like that to um allow you to um, kinda align more with yourself from a physical perspective um and also also a metaphysical perspective uh so whole, the whole mind, body, soul. Uh so now I, I do a lot of meditation. Typically, you know, forty five days out of the week I meditate thirty to thirty minutes to an hour. Uh just really being still you know listening to my breathing. Um, and just slowing my mind down, um, which allows me to, once I finish, to really focus and have a truly productive day. Um, so I would say that. Um, there's some books I've, I've, I've read on Rosicrucianism, um, which, again, there's a, a key base in Christianity, but, again, takes things to a, a more metaphysical route. Um so, yeah, I, I think those are some, a lot from, uh, definitely, so that the health sex and longevity is truly a, a, a core one from the Eastern philosophy.
1: Can you share um, some of what it's
0: about? So, again, yeah, the, so the Tao is more about um, teaching you about uh, eating. So, I mean, it's a lot about eating, meditating um breathing and how that the effects that it has on your organs and also um your brain and then you know your your uh inner energy called your chi um, stretching um because yoga all you know which it, that's more around a lot of the different yoga practices because what yoga is kind of meant to do the different stretches stretching in yoga is exactly to prepare you to meditate for a long time Um, so allows you, you know, get your body ready to to sit and, and meditate and be in that state. So, uh, those are a lot of the key topics that are, uh, discussed in there. Um, and again, when you think about eating, you know, different, you know, different things that a lot of people hear now about food combining, when to eat, um, fasting, um, just so your body can operate on an optimal level. So the whole, you know, just mind, body, soul connection, um, and what that, uh, and how it, those different systems work together for you to be at your optimal optimal state.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I see it now. I was uh, looking for the book as you were explaining. Um, didn't realize that what you were offering is actually it's the same thing. So I got it. Cool.
0: Another really good book, um, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Um, and the premise of that is a um, highly esteemed lawyer who, um, you know, was uh, had, all, again, all the trappings of success, money, fame, notoriety, um, a lot of things, but um, inside he, he didn't have himself. So he actually, you know, left everything he had to actually become a monk. Um and got more connected with himself, and just had a you know more uh, peaceful life um, as he aligned to himself. So uh, that's a really good one as well.
2: You've been on your journey, and you're discovering and learning and changing and. Do you feel like you're getting close to the destination? Is there a destination?
0: There a, I don't think there's a destination. I just, I um, I feel lighter, you know, just throughout my day. So, one, physically my body has changed. You know, I've, I've lost probably over 60 pounds um, along this journey. I definitely have way more energy. Um um, you know, even when people see a lot of people see me now, I'll go back to homecoming. You know, a lot of people tell me I actually look younger than I did when I was in school, just because I, I don't have a whole lot of the, the stress or a lot of things that, that weigh me down as they may have in the past. Um, from a, a business and entrepreneurship perspective, things I'm, I'm connecting with the right people. I love the, the, who I'm working with, and the level of trust and integrity of the people that I'm working with is at i is at an all-time high. I think before, I would you know, quote-unquote, compromise a little bit and deal with sketchy individuals and make investments. And I've lost a lot of money doing that, a lot of sleep, um, and doing that as well. And so now I've you know definitely have a, uh, increased my standards of who I engage with um, from a business perspective. And things is, at this time is, is there's is almost no no stress, no toil. Things just flow. Um, is almost like as soon as I think it, 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 it creates it, it happens. Um, from an entrepreneurship perspective and even from a, a work perspective, because I still currently work, I'm an IT project manager at Delta, and just dealing with directors, GMs, VPs, SVPs, um, things just, I'm, I'm able to really just uh, not really have that much stress at work and really have a, a lot of notoriety. People respect me. And just the way I move as a project manager is is different than a typical project manager. I'm not about the whole, let me get all the tasks and just, you know, quote unquote, slave driving towards the task. It's really about, hey, team, this is our overall goal. Um, This is what we're going to drive to. These are some of the milestones. Help me help you to get there. Uh, So I'm going to come at it more from a a yang or uh, more of a a feminine leadership role. Type way and really more inclusive and understanding and, and, and how we move as a team. And it's definitely resonating with them, and, um, and we've been very effective in, in, in meeting a lot of our uh, project implementations. And then from a money standpoint, um, I'm less attached to a lot of material things like I, I had, had in the past, which allows me to uh, be a little way more prudent and invest not only in myself, but just um, in myself and other people more. Um, like I mentioned before, I had a, you know, $60,000 car, um, whereas now I've got a car that that's paid off, um, where I was looking to, you know, have this, you know, three, four, five dollars house, um, I don't, I don't have that financial weight anymore, um, I'm more just, I have a, a one-bedroom apartment, um, that's about, you know, maybe a thousand square feet. So I, you know, just you know, not a whole lot of things I'm I'm attached to from a material perspective. Uh, so I'm able to be more agile, nimble in how I move, just in life, um, and how I'm able to move financially. So it just it gives me a, a level of freedom that I've never experienced before, and I can and I'm looking forward to, you know, still generating um, more wealth, but not to say, hey, look what I did, and to be able to beat my chest. But you know, one of my my goals right now is to I want to become a multi-billionaire. And one of the goals I've written down is to say to be able to live off 1% of what I make and invest 99% of what I I generate. And whether investment could be in other businesses or or people. Um, Because one thing I know is as my income increases, I I give away more money because I'm I'm just naturally a giver. So I, I just look forward to being able to do that. And being happy with how I'm doing it.
1: So, what would you offer to people who are um, struggling with how to begin their journey to being their authentic selves?
0: I would one say, you know, if you know, one, you're exactly where you need to be right now. There's nothing you have to do, nothing that you have to be. Um, you know, have that you know that start that loving relationship with yourself and don't beat yourself up that you know you you need to be some way in shape form and fashion um, and you know and one thing I do want to say though, so especially when it comes to religion I, I, there's there's nothing wrong with what the religion whatever you choose to do uh, all all I say to people is just make sure whatever you're doing is, is, is something that you choose, and if you choose it and it truly makes you happy, stay with it. Um and it's going to use the, the results that, that that you believe that you want um, and you can you, you feel you know totally at peace with it inside and out to stay there, um, but just you know be willing to ask, your, ask yourself that, that hard question, are you really at peace with, with, with where you are um, and and if not, then you know start to ask questions of yourself and others to make progressive steps to get to where you want to be. And just know that um, nothing happens overnight. Nothing happens overnight. Everything is a journey, um, and just be patient with yourself. Um, but as long as you, as long as you really start to ask yourself, you know, questions about anything that you want in life, you know, whether it's your job, is this a job that I really want for myself? What do I, what do I really want to do? Um, and, and what's holding me back from getting there? Is it fear? Of not making enough money so I can support my family Okay, so that, that's your fear and that, that's your obstacle What are the steps, and ask yourself What are the steps I need to take to Overcome that fear Do I need to reduce my expenses um, So there's less, less of a fear for myself um, Do I need to figure out a way to start Generate an actual, you know, two, 200 to $500 Or $1,000 in income You know, you ask yourself those questions um, Am I being authentic and and honest and transparent in my relationship with my family, my friends, my spouse, my significant other? And if not, what's holding me back from being, you know, truly authentic and and transparent? Is it that I don't understand how to communicate or I'm a poor communicator? Um, Is it I'm just being here just because I think it's the right thing to do? Um, You know, what what are those questions or what are those hard questions? And be willing to, you know, face those questions. And if you want things to shift and, and be better, uh, within your relationship and dealings with others um, be willing to you know make a choice and do something about it um, So yeah, so that's that's what I would say is just you know just be willing to ask yourself some tough questions and uh, Be willing to ask yourself. What are you willing to do about it? What what choices are you willing to? Uh, to change um, to take yourself to the next next step
2: That was awesome, bro.
1: Um,
2: I could tell you spent a lot of time reflecting and really challenging all the things that were handed to you. Um, of all the books you named, was The Alchemist your favorite or was there another book that was you know, more of a quake book for you?
0: I think that Alchemist was my favorite because I just saw myself in the main character, Santiago. I remember reading that and just, at the end, just crying. Um, You know, just going after your personal legend, your personal journey, and this, you know, going through the different bumps within the road, but staying staying on path and and keep going no matter what others said Um, because it's just something that you knew inside of you that you could see uh, and feel that others can't see because it was for you. So that was powerful for me. The other one that I think that um, just from uh, helping me, because, like, you know, like we mentioned earlier, you know, it takes courage to go through this journey. And when you start to challenge your belief, you're like, oh, my God, is, you know, is God real? Is Jesus real? What's, what, what am I doing? And, or, um, you know, am I on path? And the four agreements for me, and the way Dominic Overeem approached that book and how he made it just so plain was able to. Because I, I was in a, a feeling of a free fall, like I kind of almost ripped my own foundation from up under me. It's like so I didn't know what to believe. What should I be doing? And that book for me kind of grounded me. Um, I think it ground others as well because it just it's, it's 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 not derogatory towards anything or anyone. It's just simply. To me, it just simply asks you the questions. It poses, it asks you to ask yourself questions about yourself and how did you come to believe and be who you are right now. And did you really choose that for yourself, or was it, you know, just thoughts that you were given and you just just ran with it? Um, One of the big uh, concepts it talks about in there is called, you know, domestication. You know, just a simple thing of domestic. You know, we talk about how we domesticate animals. You know, one of the things you do to domesticate animals, you know, whether it's a cow on a farm or a horse, you know, if if a horse is plowing, of course we've got machines now to do this, but if a horse is plowing and moving the way you you want it to move, you just say, yeah, yeah, you know, keep getting it, get it up. But if it starts to veer off to the left or to the right, you'll jerk the reins back and maybe snap the whip on it. So it it knows, okay, oh, pain, don't do that. You know, just think about we do the same thing with people and our children. You know, when your your kid comes home uh, with great uh, with good grades, oh, you did a great job, here's your reward. But when they don't do that, you know, to come down, you know, C, D, or F, or some families, you know, in my case, I remember one time it was a 97A. <laughs> I thought I did great. My dad was like, where are the other three points? So it's like, you know, you get, you know, rewarded or not rewarded. Uh, based on things that you do, um, and that's just something we, we get. You know, we, we're trained. We just get trained. It's now, that's how our educational system is built. You're a great person if if you are a valedictorian or, or you have a, a high GPA. If you don't have a great GPA, you, you're not a you're not as good of a person or a good student or good individual. Um, so much so that you know, you get to get your driver's license, you have to have. I think in most states now, are certain grade point average. And i say that that's, that's not, you know, helpful for most kids, but, again, it just reinforces certain things and self-worth about yourself that over time, as you have events like a consistent amount of events like that that happen, you build up a certain image of yourself, you know, so. So, yeah, I think the four agreements and Domingo Ruiz and uh, his series of books are a powerful set of books as well.
1: So are, are you not going to go back and teach your kids?
0: Am I not going to do what? Not see again?
1: Well, you mentioned that, you know, we believe the way we believe because of what we were taught. So how do okay. you apply the approach to what you might teach your kids?
0: Um, my goal right now with my, my baby girl is, is really teaching her about as I understand myself right now, in the world is about love. Um, that yes, you know I want I want her to have a, a relationship with God and want her, her to pray. Um, which again, a lot of things that we do, uh, whether it's praying or meditating, you know, we think it because you do it, you that, that, that's something that oh, that characterizes you. You must be this, such as such such. But you know, all religions and in, in, in sex do that. Um, so. I'm more, you know, trying to teach her uh, universal things that um, she, she can apply no matter what. Now, you know, but it, there is, you know, some understanding and a compromise around that, right? Because, again, her mom doesn't, quote, unquote, fully believe it the way I believe. Um, and she goes to a, a Christian school. So at the end of the day, again, it's, for me, it's about teaching her to be loving, understanding of others, uh, but first, understanding of herself and loving herself. Um, and those things, um, how I do that, doesn't necessarily have to, um, can come from, you know, different uh, religions, spiritualities, or, or whatever. Um, but that's that's the main focus I have with her is understanding that she's beautiful, she's enough, she can do anything that, that she chooses to do, but, you know, she has to choose it. When she makes choices, she, there's, um outcomes or consequences to her choices, whether that you know that be consequences that she wants or consequences that she doesn't want um it really teasing her to really start to think on her own um, um and really make choices for herself, so that's my approach to my child and, and what I'm teaching her um but one of the, and I posted this on Instagram a few months ago, but one of the the things that kind of warm my heart um and she said this herself, I remember she was in the kitchen with my mother-in-law, and I think she's she spilt some milk. No, my mother-in-law spilt some milk. Um, and she's like, it's okay, Nana, that you spilt milk. I know you made a mistake. And she said, my daddy don't get bad at me when I make a mistake. It's okay. And she said that all on her own. I was like, wow. Because I, 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 I try to instill that in her. It's like, okay, because we are going to do things that we think are wrong or other people think are wrong, but... It's not that, oh, my gosh, you you shouldn't have done that, so i don't try to punish her. I allow her to kind of think, okay, um, you know, what's the consequence of what what you chose to do? And can you change that consequence? Can you learn from it and and change it going forward if you want to? So that's my approach with her is is not, you know, so I don't really yell at her. Um, I'm not quick to spank her or uh, reprimand her. But just, you know, like yesterday, she put her finger in a, a pencil sharpener. And I was like Madison, don't put your finger in that pencil sharpener because it could possibly hurt you. She didn't listen. She kept it in there. She turned it. and She cut herself. So as a parent, I was like, as not, I'm not coming here. I told you not to do that. You shouldn't have come, You know, next, listen. You know, listen to me next time and and, and come to her in frustration, being mad at her. You know, because now she's starting to cry and because she cut herself. I said, Well, baby, well you see now you see why Daddy was telling you don't don't put your finger in there and you see the consequence. So now I don't have to you know come at her sternly because she, her consequence was innate in her choice she already got the consequence so she doesn't need me to compound on top of that and just through the, my child where she is she recognized that Oh, next time I'm, I'm not going to do that so
2: that's my approach to her I love that point nobody likes hearing I told you so yeah so what's the one message? What's the one takeaway, bro? Um, I
0: would say that the one takeaway is don't be afraid to um, question yourself and where you are in life and um, why you move the way that you move. And don't just question yourself in certain areas. Be willing to question yourself in all areas. You know, even um, one thing it, it talks about in the Bible, a, a workmanship, you know, uh, studies that show himself improve it's like, you know, don't just take what people tell you that's in this book, <laughs> read it and understand it for yourself. Um, and I think so much, you know, whether it's with uh, religion, school, uh, money, oh my gosh, a lot of people beliefs about money, um, you know, you, we take it from what someone told us Instead of really investigating, you know what's really true about how how money works, how things, how certain things work. Um, so yeah, be willing to, to question yourself um, about where you are in life, about what you believe, and what what beliefs or habits got you there, and are you willing to? If you want to see something different, you're willing to shift them.
2: This was great, man. Thank you very much. Um, it's amazing to see your growth over the past couple of years. Crazy for me. I mean, I've read some of the same books and had the some, same realizations. and So, you know, it's great to hear the changes and the growth. Thank you for sharing.
0: Thank you for allowing the platform for me to share. I appreciate it.
1: Shaka, I feel like you're getting out of here without telling me something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, so I'm going to ask you two questions, and your answer to one of these, two, your answer to the question, if you answer well, I'm just going to ask you the question, and then I'm going to know. Um, okay. Are you familiar with the Arthur Ra Anfer Amen? Not
0: specifically? I don't think so. If I saw it in the book, maybe. Maybe the title of the book may jog something, but no.
1: An Afrocentric Guide to a Spiritual Union.
0: i never heard of that one before.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. What, but what's,
0: get... what's, what's the uh, premise of that one? Crazy. Because <laughs> the, cause the, the, the concept of it, you know, I, 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 I may align with based on what the way you what you said, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it looks at um male female relationships. Um it traces it back to like four thousand years and talks about the ideas and customs that um shape the nature of our relationships. So, um wait, does it talk about
0: what does it talk about where marriage came from? From like an agrarian society instead of really from, it from spirituality?
1: It talks about yeah. that oppression of women um you know the governmental sanctions religious organizations um oh wow no i haven't read that
0: but Mm -hmm. one book that's maybe similar was not definitely talk about marriage and just relationships um it's called sex at dawn um but yeah to me uh, uh, marriage the technology of marriage that that institution was not something um, I don't believe at this point that it's, it's a spiritual, it's, it's spiritually based. It's really a, a business partnership and contract, almost like an LLC. And I think because we have entered it as though it was, um, it was, its origins is from a spiritual base, um, but it's not. That's why it's, it's so, um, I mean, it, it to right now, it, it has a, quote failure rate, uh, so to speak. Because, you know, most people, they, they don't enter into a marriage to get divorced. Um, with Here in the U.S. with the, the divorce rate being 50% of people that choose to get married, that doesn't count those that stay together and compromise uh, because of the kids, because of religion, or because of what, how it's going to look. So that rate of people that really may, was, may would get divorced without those things will probably be higher. Um at the end of the day, I don't think it's the individuals that um, um, it is that off. I think it's the institution itself. So that's just my thought to mind.
1: Mm-hmm. You might enjoy this book. It suggests that our Western ways are the reason why we can't get it together. Um, because so one, I'll, one I'll,
0: thing, even with my with my. Um, uh, my soon-to-be ex-wife is that, you know, I don't need a, a marriage to dictate how I should move and interact with her. Um, and I think that's one thing when she said that what she said today about, you know, if she, if she had to get divorced, she, it's me because I'm still supporting her and she's still getting things that she, you you would get from a quote-unquote husband. Now we're not um, intimate, um, but again uh, the support uh that she needs as a woman and that we uh, my, my family needs all the everything else is there, so yeah you know, that doesn't dictate that piece of that institution that piece quote piece of paper doesn't dictate who i am um so yeah, but again, and that's just my perspective and take on it um for everybody you know, other it could be different, which is okay because it's
1: your life so Okay, so I could have went another hour just off of what you you just offered in the last thirty seconds, sixty seconds or so. Um, but again, you know, I think uh, you know around page seven or ten of this book, I was I was done. So I actually have it. Um, if you're ever interested in in uh, reading the full thing, um, yeah, I'm just going to leave that there. Well, are there any other questions um, of any of our listeners of Shaka this evening before we close out the call? Yeah, Shaka. I'm just going to tell you, I couldn't get with the Eastern practices this book offered. Um, it, it's, it it goes back to the you know challenging everything we think we know and you know we say divorce rate at 50 percent but you know what about the 50 who are able to figure it out somewhere in in there i think i need to do a woman's call a call for the women at some point i don't know if clark is on the call tonight but he's been encouraging me because i just have a different perspective about how we as women need to take care of um, and how we need to take care of our men um, I just I think I have a and, if, and, even even like so,
0: and, how, and how men need to take care of their women but again I think regardless of what you know boyfriend girlfriend or marriage or marriage it's like outside of how do we need how should we relate to each other period you know how do we communicate um, support one another um, agree on certain things or disagree um yeah, and and, and what does true support look like, and and then ask yourself why do, you? and some of the things that you we ask from a relation a relationship, why do you really think you you need certain things, um, and again be willing to ask those questions, and I, I would yeah I think a woman's call for would be great, and I would love to, you know, have a woman's call and you know, provide a a, a perspective, because I I you know one one thing I will say, I I really believe that women are like probably the more the more powerful sex um for a lot of different reasons um so i, I mean my my esteem for women going through this transformation uh that, that i have on the, on the journey is is grown exponentially probably logarithmically <laughs> um so so yeah
1: Well, hey we may have to to, to do that have to talk to the boss man. <laughs> See <if> we <laughs> well, uh, enjoyed talking with you and thanks for uh, sharing your story with us this evening. Um, no problem. So, uh, I want to thank you guys who are on the call for joining our Dreamcatchers Tribe call this evening. Um, just want to again. Um, Thank you, Shaka, um, for those who asked questions. If there are no more, um, we're going to go ahead and close out the call. So if this concludes the questions. I'd like to wrap up by saying, if you, heard, if you like what you heard tonight, and you wanna learn more about dream catchers, please visit our website at dreamshouldbereal.com. If you can think of someone who would benefit from these types of opportunities and are willing to share what we're doing with them, um we would really appreciate you doing so uh, shaka uh, uh, go find that book we're we're going to um i'll get Jerome to send you the the link or the title to it I, I found it funny and uh again i i didn't finish it it was just too much but uh just interested in uh your take on it um yeah cool yeah all right well thank you everyone you guys have a good night and we will talk with you again in 2 weeks